everybody. Did you miss us? I think you did. Welcome into the MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. We do it every single week that there is MMA fighting, and it's usually every single week, except for last week when they were off. But I tell you what, this week, just kind of a taste. As we set up for next week, UFC 263, PFL is back. Me and Ian do that. And also Bellator on Showtime. Let's bring in the star of the show. You know I'm the hottest MMA handicapper in the world today. Ian Parker, MMA. What's up, baby? What's going on, my man? Missed you guys last week. Happy to be back. Ready to get after it. All right, let's go. We got a lot to get to. It's UFC Fight Night. It's at the Apex in Las Vegas. Main card starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The prelims at 4 p.m. So at a reasonable hour. So let's jump right into it. We got several plays on the board this week. Let's go. Woodson is allowed. What do you like here? Yeah, I like Sean Woodson here. In his last fight, he was dominating Julian Arosa. Unfortunately, got caught with a submission at the end. Zalal's on a really bad losing streak. He's going to have a huge disadvantage in this reaching department. I think Woodson gets back in the win column here, and he gets it done. Woodson is a minus 190. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, our benchmark is a lot different than the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA. Minus 200 is our benchmark for what is a high-odd fight, and anything below that is manageable because it is fighting. All right, let's get into the next one. Marcin Tepera, a minus 170 favorite over Walt Harris, plus 145 underdog. What do you like here? Yeah, I love this co-main event here. Tabora in 2020, 4-0 against four really good fighters. Walt Harris, the opposite, 0-2. Walt Harris just really has not changed his game at all. He comes out really fast, gasses out quickly. And against Tabura, we saw Marcin can go all three rounds a lot, can take the fight to the ground if need be. And Walt really is inefficient off his back. I think Tabora gets it done with a jab, takes it to the ground, and grinds it out and gets the win. Oh, I like it. He said, take it to the ground and just play with him a little bit, and then we catch that yeah, a little bit. All right, our next fight on the board, Roman Belitze, a minus 150 favorite, taking on Loriano Staropoli, a plus 125. Not awful odds. We like this number, but what do you like in the fight? So this is interesting. I think the odds are way off here. The reason why Loriano is not that big of an underdog is because he surprised everyone and beat uh, Joaquin Buckley when he was a huge underdog in his last fight. However, styles make fights. The Lee's Day... Really, if he fights this way, he should use the jab, use his combinations, clinch, and put Stropoli on his back. Easy fight. If he keeps it as a kickboxing game, he can lose. He's a little hesitant, but he is so good on the ground. I think after his last fight where he lost a split decision because of his hesitancy, I think he comes out. I think he knows what he has to do, puts a guy on his back, gets it done. Oh, I like that a lot. Now, every single week, every single show, I put your feet to the fire, and you've got to pick something in the main event before we get there. Before we get there. I want you to give me a three-way parlay, three fighters that you like that we can kind of take their high odds, bring them down to a number that we can work with. Give those to me. Absolutely. So Mason Jones, he's the big favorite in this fight. In his last fight, he lost a split. However, most people thought he won. Very aggressive fighting guy in Alon Patrick, who has not won in quite a few years, doesn't throw any volume. Jones is tough, aggressive. He will get it done there. Tanner Bozer, one of my favorite heavyweights, I think could be a future champ someday. He's coming off a loss to Andre Arlovsky, which, listen, Arlovsky's a legend. That's okay. However, fighting Ilya Latifi, Latifi is short, stocky on a four-fight losing streak. Bozer's the athlete, great foot movement, great jab. He should get the, the win here. And he's only, I think, minus 175 on his own. And then Muslim Salikov, 
This guy is phenomenal all around. He's fighting Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo, also very low volume fighter, sneaky on the ground, but Muslim is just so good everywhere. Those three, put them together at plus 183. I think it's a lock of the night for the parlay in that situation. But let me ask you this, because you mentioned Bozier's only 170, minus 175. For anybody yeah. that would want to bet on that fight individually, do you like that number 175? If it stays there. So here's the thing. It, it was lower. It's gone up. I think it's going to keep going up. So if you want to hit it straight, do it now. If not, roping it into a parlay is totally okay. He's on the prelim, so it's also early. I like him either way. Educate, entertain. Tell you that all the time. All right. <laughs> We're now up to our main event, and it is Rosa Strike. It's the guy. Talk to me. Explain to the people at home why this is the main event and then what you like. I don't know why this is the main event, if you want me to be honest with you. <laughs> um, th- these are just one of these cards where I think they're, they put this together. Both guys are, you know, highly ranked in a very uh, lack of depth heavyweight division. It is what it is. Still great fighters. The problem with Rose and Strike came into the UFC, three quick knockouts. Then he got the one over Alistair over him, but he was being dominated for four and a half rounds, one at the buzzer, which was insane. Since then, we've seen him win, lose, win, lose. What do we know about the guy? Good kickboxer, counter-striker, does not throw a lot of volume, has a non-existent Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. Sakai is a kickboxer with just as much power, better clinch game. I think he'll, cardio-wise, both these guys are the same, but he could put the fight on the ground. Again, it seems to be the theme of the night with these heavyweights. If he's smart, he puts out the volume, and he just, he can't do what he did against Alistair Overeem. This is a guy that was beating Overeem, but he was doing too much. He was pressing the action, forcing things. If he just lets it flow and moves in the direction. He does not let Rosen strike counter, just goes after him, puts him against the cage. Sakai as the underdog is a no-brainer if you're going to bet this fight. Oh, I love underdogs, and I love when you say no-brainer. All right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Oh, by the way, we thought about talking about the Mayweather-Paul fight, and <laughs> I made an executive decision. I said, absolutely not, even though a lot of you out there are going to watch it. Uh, here is what Ian Parker, the duck, and the Dark Army is going to be following this week. Sean Woodson, minus 190. At least say minus 150. Pereira, minus 170. And then in the main event, Sakai, uh, plus 110 as the underdog. Then in our Parker's Parlay of the Week, coming back at plus 183. Put it together. Mason Jones, Tanner Bozier, and Salakoff. And you will be happy that you did. A reminder, PFL4 next week. Me and Ian, we do all the betting content for them. Bellator on Showtime. They're back next week. And, of course, the next big pay-per-view, from the UFC, UFC 263, and then in a couple weeks, I guess like four weeks, Conor McGregor back in the octagon in July. It's going to be a huge summer for MMA, and we're here for you every single week. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For Ian Parker, for the jeweler who puts it all together, he's our executive producer. I am the coach. Remember, this is the only place every single week for your MMA. Early edge. Good luck. Thank you.